You're listening to Almost Diplomatic, DC-based podcast that discusses geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. And as a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this episode are those of the participants and do not represent any entity that they volunteer with or are employed by. Enjoy! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Almost Diplomatic. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me today is... Kevin. Lex. <laughs> and we're recording on February 3rd, 2020. <laughs> yeah, no last names now, cool. Um, so we're back for another episode. We are going to be doing another history one. We did uh, the Cold War in Berlin, and then we did uh, Chernobyl, which was kind of for the show and also the historical context. It's a historically-based show. Yeah, it was good, it was good. Um, and but, th- but tonight we're going to be doing... Algerian War of Independence, and kind of like all the craziness that went along with that. But before that, as always, we go to our beers. And tonight, we are drinking the Full Sail Breweries Atomizer IPA. And it's described, this is from their website, pull out your pocket protectors and rev up your robots. <laughs> Seeking a better way to infuse beer with bright, clean hop aroma and a light flavor, Full Sail's brewers hopped in their oscillation flux capacitor, traveled at warp speed to a futuristic dimension, in return with the coveted top secret method for atomizer IPA. High tech meets hands, hands on as their craft brewers employ futuristic technology to make a good old fashioned beer even better. A combination of Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and blah, blah, blah. What the fuck is futuristic technology to make I don't know. Beer? This sounds like it was written by like a failed short story writer or a Hollywood screenwriter. Oh, like Ron between Hubbard. gigs. <laughs> well, let, me, let, me yeah. grab, let, me grab, let me grab the box real quick. We are experiencing technical difficulties. You are getting sleepy. Oh, it's got a robot on it. Okay. Oh, it's got that like '50s retro, like you know, like, like atomizer, a Futurama type robot. Yeah, I mean the uh, the reason I bought this before because I thought we were gonna do an episode on Thomas Weapon Systems. Oh yeah. But oh well. Reboot your taste buds. It's um, it's good. It's not like. I'm not blown away. I mm. think I've had, I think I should have high standards now, but like, but it's like a light lighter IPA, which I like. It's it's seven percent. It's bitter. Mm. Well, I mean, like, it doesn't taste as heavy. You know, Ryan's um, a connoisseur of fine beers. Yeah, and Natty Bow, <laughs> yeah. which is the finest I mean, of beers. Finest of beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the Dom I mean, Perignon of beers and Natty Bow. <laughs> uh, uh, for our um, it's our, a different level. Our, uh, he drinks it exclusively out of <laughs> champagne flutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm classy. Um, for the, the un, well, actually the Untapped app for the, which tra- um, tracks our, our beer you know, like ratings. Yeah, Natty Bo's the only one that's ranked five. Really? Because you've rigged the vote. You pulled a. Yeah, I did because I can. Just, just like Hillary in the DNC, you rigged the. <laughs> <laughs> you rigged the election. Ult- ultimate power. <laughs> ultimate power. But um, what do you want to rank this? Um, rated it a three. Yeah, I'll do three point two five. <laughs> Just okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Good. it's not. It's like it's because it's not. It's not bad. Just I'm not like, oh man, I really like. Yeah, this. I, I would go out of my way to order it, but yeah. it's very drinkable. So. Because yeah. like I think we've had full sale before. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had stuff from them before, and it's usually. I mean, it's a solid brewery. Most breweries make pretty good stuff. I think it's already been like a handful of times we've drank something where it's been like. Yeah, whale, oh, testi- whale testicle beer. No, that was good. It was just weird. It, it was, was interesting sort of... in its own way. It yeah. was not. <laughs> I didn't say good. I, I respect your 
wrong opinions, but you're still wrong. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I said it was interesting. I was smelling like shit. Interesting. I brought that all the way back from Iceland for you guys. You know, it's how you, you respond to my kindness. I mean, we drank it. Yeah, I finished it. <laughs> yeah, I choked that shit down. <laughs> it, it was better. I think it Literally. was better. <laughs> oh, wait. I think, uh, I think it was better on draft, honestly. But anyway. Okay. anyway. Most, most beers are. That's, yeah. that's fair. You know, it's also better on draft. Algerian War of Independence. Oh, God. The I, world's I, I, worst I, I, transition. <laughs> I, I, I hate you so much. <laughs> anyway, but yes, Algerian War of Independence. Kevin, uh, let's get some background on what, what, how did this uh, kind of come up? So, I was just thinking the other day, you know, that, that is an interesting historical topic we could talk about. Uh, it's got a lot of, lot of different threads to pull on. Yeah, so let's pull on the first thread. So how the how how did Algeria become part of France? So 1830, uh, France and others have been having trouble with you know North Africa. France is like, eh, well, we need a little nice neat war. Let's uh, let's invade and occupy uh, the what is now Algeria, the Bay of Al- or was it the Bay of Algiers, not Bay of Algiers. No. Um, the bay as in the as like, in bey the sultan yeah the, yeah the, the, the little the emirate yeah so they invade algeria and for the next 120 years they're more or less running algeria until well 130 years uh so this france invades occupies algeria uh since then france believed that uh, algeria was algeria is france yeah so so there's this <laughs> This idea that the territory of Algeria is not just a colony, sort of the way other parts of other colonies were owned by France, obviously, whether it was in Africa or East Asia, Southeast Asia, uh, many Caribbean and uh, Asian islands. But uh, France actually viewed Algeria as part of France. So the territory of Algeria was considered French sovereign territory and territorially contiguous-ish with France. Anyway, it's close. Like same yeah. as Normandy yeah. or yeah, same as Normandy Provence. or yeah. Uh, and so, so fifteen years after they tried to conquer Europe, the French decided to import their brand of arrogance into uh, into Algeria. Yes, as, <laughs> as like a as like a runner up like, consolation prize. <laughs> Fine, whatever. We'll take this. Yeah. Now, the one thing about that is there were already people living in Algeria, and they were uh, Algerian Muslims, North Upward. African stock, uh, Arab Berber. And there's this really interesting kind of like so the French a lot of like by the by the fifties there are millions of French French ethnically French people you European know, French white in, people in the in the eighteen hundreds were they there were like active white people colonists like the like the government sponsored pe- like Europeans to go settle there or were yeah, I believe so or was that like kind of a natural process? yeah I mean I think they they the wanted French. to create like I mean for instance like Algiers and other cities Constantine yeah. uh, are established with uh with the intention of them being french cities you have millions or millions of people living along the coast in yeah. very europeanized cities i mean you see this in other colonies of france but like these in particular uh you have a very large uh french algerian population um and then you have also millions of uh muslims who are either not given citizenship or heavily restricted in their political participation and many of them are are bedouin or you know sort of sedentary so that, they don't even some sedentary. of them don't want to engage or they also don't want to be considered french yeah that too there's, yeah. there's also the identity issue where you know the catholic france 
uh, coming yeah. into a Muslim a well, country that's been Muslim since you know mid five hundreds. Well, yeah, well, Not France is kind of a special case in colonialism because they so, had so that yeah. very harsh secular constitution. Yeah, that it wasn't so much about the Catholic Church coming in and saying that you have to convert. It's you can be French citizens. They were very. Um, compared to the British or the Spanish in terms of allowing indigenous people to become citizens, they're very open to it, but you had to abide by, you had to jump through a lot of hoops. The big one being you had to renounce uh, Islamic jurisprudence and a lot of other, because France is a totally secular, you know, post-revolution. Well, I, well, well, it's like, well, yeah. Well, which yeah, which not many people were interested in. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it was intentionally, you know, whether legally or not was intentionally designed to make it as difficult as possible for people in yeah. Fran- non-French it was still in Algeria. it was still colonialism oh they're so shocking they still have issues in France to this day yeah yeah huh. actually they do yes but anyway so a little bit. <laughs> so we have what is essentially a French enclave French with large Muslim Berber and Arab population uh, in Algeria now World War One passes. You have a lot of Algerian soldiers fight uh, alongside the French or as part of the French military. Uh, colonialism is rising strong. France emerges still as a global, you know, colonial imperial yeah. power after the First World War weakened, but nonetheless still an imperial power. Then we have uh, sort of through the 30s, the rise of fascism. Italy's fighting in uh, uh, Li- uh, Libya, excuse me. Um, you have uh, then all of a sudden this guy called Hitler. <laughs> this this guy called Hitler takes over in Germany, and uh, eight years after that, Germany launches a war against France. And in this thing called the Blitzkrieg, the they Lightning War, uh, France gets their ass kicked, and the French government, the Third Republic, collapses very quickly. Yeah, um, and like you said, like uh, we discussed a little bit earlier. And, you know, that became, became part of uh, Vichy France, which also had Algeria, right? Yeah, so... Yeah. so North v- Africa kind of reverted to the control of the collaborationist. Yeah, so yeah. so the Germans installed a puppet government in uh, the city of Vichy in France, which was very much, you know, conservative Catholic reactionaries um, who didn't necessarily... They, they obviously didn't really like working with Hitler, but... They didn't really have a choice, and they, they had some control than none. Yeah, and they still tried to maintain their colonial holdings, which was complicated. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so Especially when the Japanese kind of just walked into Indochina and were like, "We're taking over." Bye. Well, not like you do anything. <laughs> no, they protested to Germany, and Germany kind of said, "Okay, France." You know, <laughs> do you want us to add more territory to ours? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the rump state of Vichy France is obviously opposed by um, the uh, the Free French under Charles de Gaulle and others, and they, you know, along with the rest of the Allies, uh, fight a campaign in North Africa. I think actually, so I was just looking, reading up on this, and I think Algeria itself remained part of uh, part of Vichy France and sort of a collaborationist until Vichy France actually. They switched sides, uh, and Germany ended up taking over. Yeah. I think I think late in the forty four, like right before Normandy or something along those lines. Um, yeah. So the Operation Torch, where the U.S. and British basically crossed the Atlantic and invaded Morocco, and then kind of swept across North yep. Africa. They most 
in the early phases, we were pretty much solely fighting the French. Yeah, the Vichy, the Vichy, Vichy French. Yeah, and then obviously the Italians, the Italians came in. <laughs> Actually, the Italians came in and so, made some pizza. And then, yeah, well, that was pretty much all. Like, no, we'll switch sides, but it's okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the the interesting thing is, <laughs> this is a bit of a side note, but I I like to put this on paper because I think it's interesting. Uh, there's you know if you've watched like World at uh, World at War uh, or uh, any of these other documentaries, like one of the big reasons that Germany ended up losing the war is because they had so many forces. Not the only reason, but they had so many forces bogged down in North Africa because uh, Mussolini and the Italians couldn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting their ass kicked yeah. uh, by like, the British. So yeah, they thought they, they had. They're like, oh, we can we became a great power too. We start invading some of these other countries across the way. Like we used to, like back in the they days. They did the of same Rome. thing in Greece. Like the, the ragtag <laughs> Greeks beat the crap out of them, and then they the cried to the yeah. But so okay, so fast so, forward. Yeah, now, so after the war, the war is over. France. Yay. France is a country For again. Now. You have the Fourth <laughs> Republic. Obviously, you know they lost the war. That most of their ter- most of their sovereign territory was conquered. Uh, Algeria wasn't, but it reverted to you know free French control. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, you you end up with all of these colonies, these French colonies uh, in Indochina, Algeria, where not only has there been a growing nationalist movement in a lot of these places, and you see this across the world, really the kind of the collapse of the imperial order but but it's also this uh country called america is saying hey colonialism is bad and we just won the world so <laughs> get fucked everyone you maybe you should not give up your colonies yeah we're we're, we're pushing for de-imperialization us yeah. and the soviets yeah uh and the one thing we agree on yeah in that time period yeah but then let's destroy Germany. Well, and and the British and French empires are collapsing under their own weight and the yeah. weakness of their central authority. So, the in Vietnam and in Algeria and elsewhere, you see France is unable to maintain these uh, colonial holdings, and then you end up with uh, Dien Bien Phu and French. The French are routed by the yeah, Vietnamese. Yeah, it was essentially what it was. Just as a, as a side, it was like Viet Minh. Which were, I like, guess, the precursors to like the the North Vietnamese Army and the Viet Cong, were essentially had a two month siege on this like French base. And... They're they're caught in a valley, I think. Yeah, yeah, well... yeah. yeah. But like, anyway, yeah. So like yeah. basically, in like two months siege, and they they want they basically they, the French eventually had to surrender. The rest of the world, especially all the co- other some, French colonies, like, oh shit, maybe some, we could win too. Something like fifty thousand French had to surrender. So this is a huge, earth shattering blow to the French sort of morale. And you see in Algeria the FLN, uh, the Front uh, Liberation National, National Liberation, National Front. Liberation Front, yeah, uh, has seized this as an opportunity to pursue its uh, sort of Algerian nationalist, Arab nationalist goals. Interestingly enough, you also have the Free Officers Coup in '52 in Egypt, so you've got this strong pan-Arab nationalism arising uh, as well uh, across the Middle East. And the FLN is sort of part of this, sort of its own thing, but sees the struggle for independence of Algeria as one of its main objectives. Yeah. And I guess the French also had, at that time, they had Morocco and Tunisia, but yeah. those were considered colonies. So they... Well, they were once, actually given independence. They were in given the independence. They were and, given independence, but it's Algeria itself is considered something special. That And, and you have this complicated situation where I think, I'm not sure the exact number, but something like 3 million ethnically french uh people live in algeria at this time yeah. mostly in the cities and the northern areas 
you also have, I think, something like 10 to 11, I don't quote, don't quote me on this, 10 to 11 million uh, Arabs across the country as well. Yeah. And they're being treated as second-class citizens. Yeah. Oh, man, that's something else that hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so the French are essentially, they start going after the FLN because they see that, they, you know, this is... Well, this the FLN, is, I think they, at one point where they decided they wanted to do the whole, like, the... the, the Bombing campaign. Yeah, well, the, yeah, it was like that one like that one day, it was like the All Saints Day, the yep. Red All Saints Day or whatever. Um, they were, I think, 54, and they kind of just, you know, the French noticed, they're like, all right, cool, let's start making, like, start kind of escalating, they have more troops involved in kind of quelling the scene before it got bigger than it was. Yeah, so... This was an, I mean, these attacks were bombings of, you know, discotheques and cafes, like symbols of French imperialism and French culture, but also killing, you know, a shit ton of civilians. This wasn't like, oh, we're bombing hardened military targets. It was like, we're killing the girl in a miniskirt, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there was a, I think a point where they, you saw that they transitioned because they were kind of attacking just military, then it transitioned to like, Oh, especially doing like, the urban warfare kind of stuff because yeah. it wasn't the cause was get, wasn't getting enough like international attention. Yeah. It's like when you start blowing up that kind of stuff, people notice. And also, I think they wanted, as the classic, you know, guerrilla warfare tactic of let's piss off the the, uh, the strong military force by doing this kind of stuff. Then they'll crack down on the civilian population, and then they'll support us. And they cool. did. So and you they did. Up, you end up with a lot of uh, checkpoints. Um, the uh, Ethnic Arabs and Berbers are very much discriminated against at this point. Um, they've always kind of been second class. Not, I don't even know if you call them second class citizens, second class persons. Um, but there are increasingly, you know, restrictions are placed on them, particularly in the cities. You end up with, you know, like in Algiers, you have what was the name of the what's the name of the quarter? Oh, God, it, it was Bab it was all something rather. Yeah, but Bab or Iran? <laughs> is it Iran or is it? Yeah. Yeah, we should ask. But like, anyway. yeah, but yeah, there was like there was a sector where like, good research, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. Whatever. We get, we get I, the I, mostly, I, remember, I mostly remember it from the Battle of Algiers movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is so that's an interesting movie in itself, yeah. made by an Italian socialist. Yeah. So, but it it does a pretty good job of capturing, I guess, the humanity on both sides. Yeah, I mean, some stuff was romanticized because, like, yeah, yeah, like the romantic, you know, suicide bombers. Yeah, or mm. or no, I, I mean, it's like, it's like the, the fight of like you know yeah. the the you know rebels, blah, 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 but. I because I remember uh, I actually the first time I watched it I was uh, a freshman in college I was a uh, regular warfare class. Yeah. Did, did you watch the the speech after the paratroopers came in? Where the, the, we watched the, the entire the movie. The colonel was like, "Well, uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah." I, I watched that in college too, but especially this like the speech talking about how like the guy the the new French commander coming in and being like everything you learned how to do. Like a lot yeah. of you, a lot of you fought the Germans, re- <laughs> sure. like recently. But this is a different kind of fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're up against an entire city right now. Well, so. this is, and this is actually, I think that commander is actually the guy who lost Dien Bien Phu. I really? know that the the commander who led the French in Indochina, yeah, uh, later came to Algeria, and so you you have did the same thing. So you have essentially what is a brutal insurgency campaign against French forces, and French forces responding by violent sort of suppression and there's actually a it's interesting because the fln was losing popularity because of their brutality like they would kill go in and like kill villagers and like there was one mining town where they went in and killed them and like slit their stomachs open and like killed a bunch of children and like it was it was it was very brutal but then the french started essentially implementing these very very harsh uh reprisal attacks 
And well, that and that and there, there wasn't just. I mean, the French troops were doing a lot of terrible things, yeah. but there was also just you know, essentially vigilante groups or like yeah, they, they were like the, the European French who were there or like or just pro-French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they essentially became these right-wing organizations started taking it upon themselves to kill you know Arabs and yeah retaliate yeah and and like that kind of stuff was happening because I mean there was like how many Europeans they just had like farms and stuff and, millions yeah and then over yeah several million I think it's yeah. three I think it's three million yeah. but I could be yeah. wrong so and and these are you know these people are right wing. Maybe not vicious, but like there are the sort of more conservative elements, and you end up with uh, the OIS, which was a terrorist organization, a right-wing extremist organization, that was con- ended up later conducting terrorist attacks in France. Well, I think the yeah, it was kind of it became, it was this idea, you know, this French Algerian Franco-Algerian nationalism, but yeah. it also became under the greater Cold War guise of anti-communism. Yeah. And so that was the thread that kind of linked a lot of these groups together, the anti-communism thing, because the FLN was nominally socialist. Um, they got vigorous support from the non-aligned countries from the Soviet Union yeah. in terms of... But Egypt. I yeah, Egypt. I, I don't know how much materially, but it was at least vocal. Yeah, they, got, they got weapon, machine yeah, guns right. and some weapons. I think, I, think, I think the FLN's like government exile was in Cairo. Yeah. yeah. So it's... It's connected closely to the sort of Arab national, pan-Arab nationalism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and of course, because of this, you know, at this time, the U.S. sees anything that has looks like socialism is definitely communist, and so we have to yeah. kill it. It's like, it kind of smells like communism. So, well, US, different US shade of pink, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's all pink to me, man. But, yeah. So, the U.S. is supporting France, at least in some sense, in this. Yeah, actually, we yeah, it, it was a weird kind of thing. We all, I think we offered, at some point, offered like military support, but for Algeria? No, 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 for for, for France. France. Oh, I think it was it was because you know no, 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 I mean to for, to for for France. In yeah, Algeria. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, at that point, it was De Gaulle, and De Gaulle was like, no, because I don't want to have some like some French citizens. Well, and, and, and we didn't like, We had our own reasons not to like De, De Gaulle. Yeah, um, yeah. But th- that was the same thing that in in the, like we. Eisenhower was basically begged at the last minute to save the French troops at Dien Bien Phu and just send in the B-52s, but he refused because he thought it would light up something bigger. And, yeah. Um, so I guess it was a similar... There's thing. a lot of stuff, go- a lot of threads going on. Yeah, it's time. like yeah. Decol- yeah. Very decolonization was like happening all around the world at that point. So right. it's kind of just, it was a widespread thing. Especially the France, I mean, they had doing stuff like, you know, in, in Indochina and then also in Algeria, which are much closer Yeah, the home. Portuguese were fighting in Angola. Yeah. And then India, and so. So, yeah. Algeria was a mess. And it, the French, it started to look increasingly clear that they couldn't really sustain this effort. Well, so, so it had a huge effect. It, 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 it caused the end of the Fourth <laughs> Republic. Yeah. So, essentially what happens is it looks increasingly like the left-wing government, I think it was the left-wing, um, in... Paris is going to sign an armistice with FLN and withdraw. From was that under Mitterrand or no, under De Gaulle? Was no, it was pre De Gaulle. Oh, okay, I forgot his name. But so it looks like they're they're pursuing a line of peace with the FLN and the OAS and the right wingers. And so this is the time when the terrorist attacks start going on um, yeah. in France. And at the time, it's like 90% of the French citizens are for peace with the FLN. Yeah, like but that. unfortunately, yeah. the majority of the French 
Algerians are not. Right, right. And and they're increasingly dissatisfied. So you have a military coup attempt, uh, attempt by elements of the French military. Uh, start and this this starts by the the governor of Algeria is one of the leading uh, the French governor of Algeria is one of the leading. He used to be a, he used to be a general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually was. But part he was, of the he was retired, government, right? wasn't he? Yeah, maybe. I don't. Uh-huh. Know. But yeah, there's like four different generals who were getting involved in like so they were taking different cities and stuff in in, in Algeria and like they wanted to beat out the call because they're like we've been fighting for like well, either because there's a lot of people who wanted it for just the sense of. Oh, we shouldn't give it up, and da da da. And like, we all, if, like, if people would, but it was also, their best yeah. interests. So the the motto was Algeria is French and it will remain so. But the yeah, and a lot of these people saw themselves as having their back against the wall. Like our this is our home, our people are yeah, are and, you know yes yeah. yes transplanted, but this is everything we know. And if the French government isn't going to support it, we need to violently overthrow the yeah, French so, government. It, so yeah. they own property there. They they lived there. Their parents had lived there. In many cases, their grandparents and great grandparents had grown up there or had lived there. Yeah. That they were the ones who moved there. So these people are rooted in Algeria, despite being ethnically French. Yeah. Also, I think there was there was I've heard the story a couple of times where it was like mostly because like, like the French Foreign Legion was like the most of the fighting force against the FLN. Yeah. Like we lo- we've lost so many guys doing this. You're just gonna give it up now. Mm-hmm. Like fuck that. That was like that was that was the idea, but. Uh, it swiftly failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it the coup failed uh, because de Gaulle, who they actually wanted to take power. Yeah, and they're, uh, like, they're like, oh wait, you're gonna because then he was all about self determination. Like, wait, what? Yeah. So he <laughs> he essentially comes to power in a referendum and uh, comes back to power. Yeah, he, well, he comes yeah. back and is opposed to the coup, and it collapses very quickly, and he comes to power. He becomes the president of what is then the Fifth Republic, yeah. and uh, as part of the Fifth Republic or leading the Fifth Republic, De Gaulle pursues peace talks with FLN and uh, essentially defrenchification. I mean, like Algeria is given independence. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. weirdly enough, around this time, France tests its first nuclear weapon in the deserts of Algeria. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, they get hold on one sec, and then maybe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah, also get you also get. The kind of expulsion of the Pied Noirs, you get, you get yeah. kind of the massacre of the um, French allied, the French allied but native Algerians. Yeah, the, the Harkis. The Harkis. So yeah, that's so. that's actually one of the great tragedies. Is there were a good number of Arab and Berber. Um, then they ended up on the shores of France, and they weren't really like they were compensated or taken by the French government. Yeah, not only were they not taken by the French government, but a lot of them were killed by the FLN. So mm-hmm. the French government grants independence to Algeria around this time, around, I think, 58 or late after 58. Um, maybe it was 62. 62. 62. Yeah, 62. 62 so, the, yeah, so sorry. I, was, uh, I think Morocco's independence was 58. So that this... Sorry. <laughs> they all, I got confused. Um, so there's this process of France drawing back its presence. And obviously the Pied Noir, the French Algerians, uh, can't... Don't... They're not going to stay in a country that is probably going to be ruled over by the FLN, which is the only real major political entity. Yeah, like they have, they they're backing so many other parties, like yeah. you know, like the, yeah. even the communists and like some other social groups. Yeah. So you you have all the like millions of French Algerians, Pied Noir as they're called later, yeah, uh, who 
are forced to flee from Algeria and come back to France. And it's actually still a, a very sore point today. So it's like, though, so with Le Pen, uh, a lot of her backing is people who whose families like fled um, back to uh, France from Algeria. That was a big thing for like the was a National Front, Front National, Front, yeah, FN. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're still very very bitter about it. Many of them, you know, their family not many of them, but some of their families were connected to the OAS and terrorist attacks against the French, like Wait, in they, France, they, in they, Paris. They had a lot of false flags. That, Oh, yeah, false flag attacks. Didn't they bomb the metro in Paris? I'm pretty um, sure they did. Yeah, they did, they did a bunch of stuff basically. And they like, oh look, it was the FLN looking at them. And it's like the FLN's like, well, that wasn't us that time. Yeah. So you have this creates a, a an interesting population deluge uh, as they return return to France. I mean, they flee to France and they became very dissatisfied. A lot of them kind of just that in France wasn't not ready at all. No. For... And, like, the thing is, like, people fleeing was, there was, like, a certain legitimacy to it because, like, you know, usually, like, in, in a lot of times, like, then, okay, it'll be this system of, okay, you know, the war is over, we're now in charge, let's get over these issues. Mm-hmm. There was significant, you know, and maybe not the FLN completely, like, quote-unquote, like, sanctioned, but, like, they massacred people. Like, yeah. the, like the Harkets, which were just basically, yeah, they like, they're, 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 they're auxiliaries that joined, like, their military and they're doing different stuff because, like, all these people did this stuff because some maybe some were very pro French and like 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 okay, the system how we have now is fine. Yeah, I'll live with it. Or it's like this is pay and steady and cool and not cool. Yeah. But like, well, and, know, and a lot like, of ch- a lot of uh, opportunity for advancement that with them and I think France actually promised a lot of them citizenship. And even as they continued to fight, even as France began to withdraw, yeah. and uh, they were not allowed to go to France, many of them were killed. Reminds me of the Afghan interpreters that we. Uh... In, in, there is a hang out in the Iraqis, yeah, yeah. Hang, that we hang out to dry. And the you know South Vietnamese yeah, and pretty much yeah. everyone we've so, ever worked the so, Kurds. Yeah. So Kurds. My question of that is like, was was that I guess that stra- that tactic was it was it strategic or was it just revenge? The massacre of those people because if it's strategic, like okay, we never want them to oppose us ever again. They're like we don't want the France like five years from now be like actually we're gonna retake back Algeria. Yeah, I mean, or was I don't, it because of like, oh, you you're pro French, we don't want any of you to be part of our country. I think it was that. I think it was like that, more of a how dare a, you a knee yeah. jerk. I, it was also a an idea that you know you betrayed yeah. your land and your people by siding with the colonizer, and you, I, I don't think anybody would. I, I think maybe a few tankies here and there would God. would condone that, but um, <laughs> I, I don't think most people would. And um, but it's an understandable human reaction when you've lived under the colonial boot heel um, for generations. So, yeah, you know these are yeah. the collaborators. We have to kill them. Yeah, and that that crops up the sort of collaborator, um, you know, anti-collaborator violence. Pop. I mean, that happened in in France after yeah. the Germans were beaten. Well, I mean, you know? but so, I think I mean the, the difference I think in that is that Germany occupied for a couple years. I mean, France had been there for. Right. 100 plus yeah so it's kind of it's it's but it's, I mean, it was fucked in any, any sense of the purpose because any any idea of it because you know did you get a text message anyway <laughs> but yeah it's 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 something that like that was kind of nuts so let's go back and look at some of the the tactics and something because we did we kind of glossed over how you know how everything happened let's look at the french's kind of the french's the the france's kind of reaction to it because you know it, it turned from like 
you know, aerial bombardment of villages to, you know, which was, they put in a, called a collective responsibility. Which is a big thing now with a lot of, uh, so yeah, I mean, they kind of came up with that concept, right? Like punishing the population. Well, I don't think they came up with it, but I think they employed it. Modernized, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it was it was it was a it was a nice way of saying collective punishment. That a lot of yeah. Because, and, but it was I feel like it was to a certain point it was more localized. So it's like hey, like there was a attack near this village, they probably belonged to this village, which bombed a village. Yeah, not to mention that and the use of torture and interrogations, which obviously has happened forever. But the kind of methodical state-sponsored use of. Yeah, you the, know, the these fr- enhanced interrogation. There, there was no, there was no enhanced uh, interrogation. It, it, it wasn't was, enhanced it, interrogation. It was straight fingernail pulling. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, no like, it, was it was very much North Africa terror, uh, terrorism, North Africa uh, torture. You know, yeah. kind of like just beatings, electrocution, breaking their bones. Yeah, just you know, brutal, and you know, and whether that good good results or not is questionable and unknown. Really unknown. No one I has. Think in some idea. cases, they were it was successful. In many cases, when? it was not. I don't know <laughs> exactly. I don't. That, I don't, that sounds like a French response to it. Like a, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't beat the Nazis, so they just <laughs> tortured them. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, I, 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 people give France shit for that, but it's just like, I mean, the Nazi war machine was probably the best military in the world at the time. Oh yeah. I'm not. You know. I'm not, well, and they were. Working off outdated tactics, you know? yeah. Because yeah. they're like the marginal line. We went around. Fuck. Yeah, yeah but like <laughs> you look at, you look at. I mean, this isn't like a, a point to brag about, but like you look at their performance in the Algerian War, and it's like, wow, this was some. This was like a brutal for a democracy. This was a pretty and a country that is quite frankly at this point pretty exhausted. You know. Like, yeah. Uh, it it literally has been occupied. It's dealt with colonial insurrections for you know yeah, I mean, ever there, since. There, there's there's a reason so. that like you know African for like countries and like those forces like other groups like yeah. kind of fear the French yeah because they like they'll fuck like, Barcane's going on right now and, and the Sahel and they're they also I mean up. they also were very liberal in their contracting of their violence with groups I mean set up units like the French Foreign Legion and the Tirolers yeah. the locals they brought in so. Yeah, it's uh, they didn't fuck around. That, <laughs> I think that also had. I mean, there's a reason why, you know. I'm sure the French citizenry wasn't psyched about surrendering Algeria, but by the end of the war, ninety percent of the people were like, "Let's make a deal with the FLN." Yeah, well, they were so, just. And it, they, whereas the military was totally on a different. Yeah, which is part of the reason yeah. they, they a lot of them sided with the Cause, coup. Cause I yeah, because I think at the same. I mean, the same aspect i think people at that point especially in mainland france were just they're like we're still rebuilding after the yeah, second world yeah. war it kind of reminds like yeah well i think every you you had this is why you have a lot of left-wing sort of surging these places and anti-imperialism even on the home front and yeah. people are just like we're not getting anything except violence and like being bogged down and off of these colonies like we're not getting anything out of it yeah. why continue to do it it kind of reminds a little bit of the uh um, the loyalist population in Northern Ireland, like a, a lot of English say they're, you know, they're more British than the, than the British. Yeah. Cause they're, they're, they're literally the same settlers like, who came there like well, 200 years ago. Well, yeah. And then, but everything they know is Ireland and everything, yeah. their family goes yeah. back even further than the French. So like, obviously they're going to feel some affinity to the place and be more protective of it than somebody saying somebody living in Manchester or. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's why there's still people who are like, 
still like hold that belief because like they, they weren't even born there. Like their parents might not even been born there, but like you know they're like, oh, we it's where we were from, blah blah. blah and then yeah. we left. Our birthright. It's, well, it's, it's the yeah. the identity. <laughs> their identity is you know where they're is that place, and in this case, blood and, and soil. Yeah, and yeah. and especially when you're born in a contested area or a place that you lay claim to, you know, for instance, Algeria, where it's like this is France, and yeah. to justify you know, oh, we're here in this place that hasn't always been France, unlike, you know, France, although debatable. But, yeah, yeah it it's, well, how do I justify that? Well, you know, I stick to this, you know, concept of Algeria yeah, and France. And, and that's what you had, a, you had a lot of um, kind of political schizophrenia in a lot of the French elite, specifically the people like Camus, who was from Algeria, and sort of ascribed, or he was probably one of, probably the most famous Pied Noir. Um, he was, as with a lot of the French intelligentsia, he was relatively radical left-wing in a lot of ways. Yeah. He was, you know, yeah. very much um, critical of the state and the establishment in a lot of ways, but uh, he couldn't divorce himself from, like... He couldn't be objective. He couldn't, mm -hmm. when it comes to Algeria, he admitted that he couldn't be objective because it was his home, it was his everything. Yeah. It was even yeah. though, um, if you were really this anti-imperialist, you know, crusader, you wouldn't be <laughs> on the side of the French, you know, the French retaining control of, of a foreign country. Yeah, but, um, but unfortunately, so, yeah, but, you know, he's but when your backs, But when your back's against the wall, you, you know, hire levels of political discourse kind of go by the wayside and you kind of link up with your tribe basically the whole experience is pretty much unpleasant for everybody pretty I mean, much Niger Alger yeah. i mean the algerians who won independence got it so like, i guess they won out but still it was still it was still bad it wasn't like it wasn't but, like it was they didn't cleanly get it because like well even then like you end been. up with authoritarian rule under the fln and yeah it goes, okay. now the fln Let's, is the we'll get to the we'll get to the in a sec but like one one uh one thing that was interesting i like, just like reading everything was uh how much the the like casualty counts varied on each side every time because oh, yeah. there's, there's just some people that were disappeared it's so annoying how people actually were killed because like oh we didn't kill that many or like or yes we didn't kill that many but there was a lot more on both sides and it's kind of like i don't think anyone will ever ever probably know how many people actually were killed during the whole conflict yeah. well same thing with the civil war later but yeah so uh what's let's start so what happened after uh they got independence. Essentially, the FLN became the one-party state, you know, very yeah. much in that vein of Arab nationalist-style socialist-ish. Nationalist-socialist? Yeah. Uh, that's not the right way. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, socialist. <laughs> not national-socialist. But kind of like this sort of Nasser-aligned. Yeah, but... Look, but different. Well, Algeria's yeah. actually had a, a rivalry with Egypt for a long time, and I think yeah. they never cleanly get along with Nasser because Nasser kind of wanted to dominate the region. And he's yeah. like, I'm the hero for everybody. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the most beautiful princess here, so... Yes. This is my sweet 16. Until that helicopter crash. Rip. Oof. Pour it out. But, like, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so I mean... Isn't the FLN still kind of in charge? It's still the, the main party. Yeah, the main yeah, party, yeah. yeah. But they've... I mean, what, there's been... Well, so a lot of this, much like many other uh, post-colonial Arab powers, Algeria goes through this authoritarian socialist phase in the 60s and 70s, begins opening up in the late 70s to 80s, 
late 80s into the 90s go, undergoes a violent civil war because you have this rise in Islamism in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and then the army in the late in late eighties, early nineties, uh, decides that it's not going to accept the election results yeah. of the first free election, and there's just this whole mess where uh, there's a civil war. Uh, the Islamists who are on the opposite side of the FLN and the military, uh, essentially, a lot of them are radicalized. Uh, Many of which are actually were actually people who fought in uh, Afghanistan, fought the Soviets in Afghanistan. The GIA, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, GIA, yeah. Which, yeah. So Algeria hasn't had a, a fun run of things since. You know, a yeah. lot of corruption. Uh, yeah, because they just like what was it last year? They had um, the massive protests that removed. Um, Bouteflika. Bouteflika. Yeah. yeah. Bouteflika. I mean, like you know, we could have Bernies. <laughs> yeah. He's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah. Just, yeah. Catatonic, probably. But... No, no, all right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> essentially, Algeria hasn't had that great of a time uh, after not saying. So that's, uh, Kevin, are you saying they should be France still? No. Jesus, Kevin. <laughs> but I mean, compared to their neighbors, <laughs> compared to Libya, compared to Egypt. Uh, yeah. I've been okay. Egypt. Egypt has rough Morocco. Going. Egypt's only had, uh, they've, Algeria's only had one coup. Egypt's had several. Compared to Morocco and Tunisia. I mean, they, I guess, they yeah. saw, saw a similar structural move as Tunisia. Yeah. Tunisia yeah. didn't have the civil war. And ultimately, there was the revolution. Now, you know, Algeria, over like the people in Algeria, more or less overthrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and it wasn't like, a you know, the, the government didn't crack down on those people and do anything terrible. So, like... So I'd actually, if you want to learn more about uh, this topic, I would refer you to an earlier podcast we did on Algeria a couple months, if not maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, whenever it was. Uh, yeah, so it's not, I mean that's still relatively up to date, and yeah. I would I would recommend if you want to kind of know where Algeria is today, yeah, think, more or less. I, I think it's called. That. I think it's actually called like Weekend at Bernie's Algeria Edition. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was this is like maybe, that was that, that. was that was maybe like you know, um, not out of touch, but like um, bad taste. But it was still really funny then. It's still funny now to me. Move it like Bernie. Like <laughs> All right, but um, any last thoughts? Any last that or we just well, I think this is a this is a very interesting case where it it sort of is reflective of the broader decolonization. Yeah, uh, and also France's inability to win wars. <laughs> just kidding. Love you, France. Yeah, and just the wait. Well, I mean, oh, I mean, another Western power's bad at coin. Holy shit! <laughs> is anyone good at coin? Like, well, the Brits got good at it at the end. Yeah, in uh, Northern Ireland, I mean, the, the Russians, twilight of their empire. Yeah, it took. Yeah, it took. I mean, it had to mean the Russians. Of... Well, the Russian strategy is just. Grozny strategy. Uh, yeah, okay, the Grozny which is like raise raise all yeah. buildings to the ground, shoot they, everyone. They destroyed Grozny twice in two different wars. Yeah. Then they did pay. Then they got like, okay, let's get the most brutal person to run it, be on our side. Cool. It's doing pretty well yeah. economically. I mean, yeah, and then, but every once in a while, every all, time, that, all those subsidies from Moscow pouring yeah, in. Yeah, But all, but also every time there's like don't revolt. <laughs> but every time there's gonna be like a major like Olympic or World Cup kind of event in, in Russia, there's like. All right, we're going to do a quick little purge through Chechnya real quick yeah. to kind of make sure that uh, no one has any ideas. Just clean up. Yeah. 
but it, no, it's interesting. Like the idea that, you know, um, all this stuff happened half a century ago, but Algeria is still dealing with the after effects of not only colonialization, but the process of decolonization. And I think only with only maybe 15 or so years ago, did France actually like apologize to Algeria? They they had like a yeah. formal like apology, and yeah. they're still both countries are still pretty closely intertwined. And obviously, yeah. there wasn't so much uh, apologies for the on the behalf of the FLN for the people they massacred, but yeah, no, here, but it, here nor there. it was a it was a you know burning the yeah. hatchet because yeah. we're both you know, trying we want your oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like fine, we'll play this game, right? But anyway, yeah, Algeria, yeah. Uh, that was almost dramatic. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.